Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast, I'm Tom Barbelay, and today I wanted to talk about one of the few male role models that existed in my life as a young child, but certainly through my mid-teens. And that was my maternal grandfather, that is my mother's father. My maternal grandfather was a doctor, he was a doctor up until his mid-70s, and he was just a general practitioner, he was a family doctor that... You know, people went to for, well, I guess 50 odd years. And most of this time he was in a place called Salisbury in South Australia. There's a film called Snowtown, which is associated with murders that didn't happen in Salisbury, but happened in Elizabeth, which is like one town over from Salisbury. I thoroughly recommend Snowtown. It's one of the few films that adequately captures certainly the kind of depressive elements in Australia of, you know, public housing, a quintessentially Australian transgender character, <laughs> a bunch of things that I just genuinely like about Snowtown. It is about a grisly series of murders. I mean, I've got to get that out of the way. But the acting is really good, understated, and it just captures an element of South Australia that I still enjoy, even though it relates to some grisly murders that actually happened. It was actually based on a true story. These are the folk that my grandfather doctored to, this area. And, you know, there were nicer parts of Salisbury. But this kind of broader working community, there was a car plant that I think closed maybe a decade ago. But just lots of working families who wanted to have a family doctor. And that's the role that my grandfather played. As I've noted associated with the spook short funk, my grandparents did move out of Salisbury in their later life and moved to a place called Ross Trevor. And through my teens, I spent quite a bit of time staying with them over summer. My grandfather was very understated. He was almost quiet. I mean, he was jovial, but he had a certain quietness to him, which meant that you had to kind of solicit feedback from him, which was actually quite fun. Because you knew you were dealing with an educated, thoughtful entity who would give you some insight to specific questions that would typically take your question further than you expected and provide a nice kind of rounding out in the concluding conversation. My grandfather was also like an avid photo documenter. He took all the family photos, so he rarely peered in family photos, but he also went on like zoological, typically ornithological expeditions, that's following birds, with my grandmother, and was credited in a number of my grandmother's photo essays. And I think my grandmother actually was heavily published in, in books as well, with my grandfather's photos. When he passed, or really in the period of time before he passed, he left a series of notes lying around to be discovered after he passed. And certainly coming back to his house, and this was a year after his passing, there were still a bunch of notes specifically left for me, only in places where I would find them. And I found that particularly like a point of reflection. Through my teens, my relationship, not necessarily for any other reason other than the fact that I was a teenager, but were fractured with my mother periodically. I had a lot of responsibilities after the divorce. My father moved to the US for an extended period of time, and I was in a kind of parental role which at age 11, eh, but by the time I was in my mid-teens, I did it. It was what I had to do, but it was part of like an ongoing set of generally emotionally abusive experiences. 
And it's not that I was, you know, particularly, you know, smart-mouthed or anything with regards to my mother. It's just that I took a considerably different perspective on a number of issues. And when these issues were shown around my grandparents, my grandparents sided with my mother, as they probably should. Even in positions where my mother later apologised and said, you know, she was wrong in these circumstances, I was still one generation removed from my grandparents. This affected my relationship more with my grandmother than my grandfather. And my grandfather and I had a relationship where if he was angry about something or angry about something I had done, he he didn't have a fast temper. Like, his temper was there, and then it dissipated very rapidly. One time he found that I'd accidentally burnt his table in his shed, and when he kind of reprimanded me to show me what I'd done, I pointed out that actually I was just cleaning off a soldering iron and... It was an accident, I was just wiping off the flux and, you know, steel wool or these kind of things helped out on that and, you know, I was very apologetic. And I spent a lot of quality time, not just with my grandfather, but also in circumstances, I mean, because he was working for a good period of the time that I'd go and stay, there would always be books or electronics magazines or a variety of things that he had that would just be made available to me that I would thumb through and that were important. Through his passing, I have a small selection of items from him. One of the most interesting items was actually the soldering iron. This was something that I spent a good period of time using in his presence and working with him on various electronic projects. The electronic magazines that I'd enjoyed reading were passed on to my brothers. Didn't really have much problem with that. I looked them up on eBay where they were actually were they worth owning. My perspective was I have enough paper as it is, and this would just be like an additional layer of paper. I do have half a dozen books that I purchased after the fact, which are books that I owned associated with electronics through this period. So these little things don't matter. The collection of my grandfather's ties, I have one of his pipes, I have some of his camera equipment, I have a couple of pieces of his train set. But the thing that I carry most is his physical form. Out of all my relations, I look like my grandfather the most. Big head, tall, you know, stocky gorilla-like creature. These are all things that were my grandfather fundamentally. And I also reflect on a lot of the bits of advice that he provided me. And there were tens of bits of advice. It can't be distilled into a sentence. It's just a series of life experiences of a man, a period of time in his life where he wanted to share some of these experiences with me. And I certainly cherish the little notes that he left for me. And some of these notes weren't even notes that he had written. Some of them were, like, printed out emails that I'd sent him on his particular paper, which was always, like, the back of some medical journal or something (laughs) used as a means of, uh, you know, saving on printer paper. I also have a number of gifts that I gave him over certainly the last 15 years of his life. And through these things, like all the scripts to Monty Python, book associated with like Napoleon, kind of personal, I don't know what one would call an investigation of Napoleon's battle prowess and style in terms of addressing his troops and these kind of things. Also, the Napoleon book had a review of books of the book that I'd sent him included as well. It was these additional items in the stuff that I got back from him or the things that I found while I was, you know, staying at my grandmother's house as it was then, made me realise that 
these are things that I can continue to embody. He was an extreme audiophile. I did a number of interviews and scratched a few (laughs) records on his record player. But another thing that he provided me, which was particularly curious, was a tape of the Beatles' white cover album. I own this record. I own multiple copies in all possible forms. Where the spools had accidentally spun reverse. The first two tracks, Back in the USSR and Dear Prudence, played backwards. Which probably more than anything else impacted my thinking associated with music and my general enjoyment of backwards music which exists to this day. I'm indebted to my grandfather. I'm lucky to have had a male role model like him in my life. And I reflect very heavily that my responsibility going forward is to try somehow, who knows how, to be a male role model like my grandfather was to me for some poor, wandering schmuck kid in the future. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.